Yeah, in that group, we learn the songs that we end up performing, for the most part, from heritage singers. But a lot of those songs, they either have just one vocal line or they're sung in kind of a repetitive way, like you might sing when you're working. Um, so we do take those kind of core nuggets of the song and then flesh them out into this three-part harmony performed way. And the model for that was really set by composers in the 60s and the 70s in the Balkans. The Nightingale Trio, and we are speaking with Sarah Larson, who is a member of the group. I always wonder how we'll be received by Bulgarians, you know, Ukrainians, people who are coming in as a newcomer to the community, even though some of my family heritage comes from some of those places, especially in this context where we talk a lot about cultural appropriation versus appreciation. But people tend to be really delighted to know that there are more people who want to learn and want to study. And community members tend to be really excited to teach me new tunes or teach us, tell us some kind of story about when the tunes are sung. You know, we talk about this particular mountain because it is where this battle took place where so many people from our village, you know, fought and we had so much history around that place um, to, to the singer's own personal histories. I just love hearing those stories. And to me, they're such essential parts of the way that I understand the world. Why is it important to preserve these stories that you hear? The reason that it's important to tell those stories is that kind of deeper digging that I think actually transforms your relationship with culture from one of just consuming into one of relationship and understanding. Um, and I also really do believe that pretty much all of us who are descended from European immigrants in this country could do a better job relating to history and understanding our place in it. So I think that the music and I think that the stories attached to that music can be a really powerful key to unlocking that door. And it's really the informal music settings where you, where you get these stories. I was in Bulgaria in 2019 and my hosts there were like, oh great, well you have to go hang out with Golubica. She's one of the best singers in town. And we went over to their house after dinner and we just sat around the table in their kitchen singing for several hours, just one folk song after another with Golubica's husband playing accordion. And, and it's, it's that setting or, you know, it's the pub where someone strikes up a ballad and everyone quiets down to listen. Uh, or it's the backyard music jam where everyone gets a chance to play a little bit. We're all part of what's happening. Like everyone in the room has a role to play in that setting. We're speaking with cultural worker and musician Sarah Larson, and you're playing in a group now that's kind of like your ideal, that gets together for, for fun, basically. The secret backyard klezmer band uh, <laughs> is a group of us. It's... um. Myself and Rachel Calvert, uh, Pat O'Keefe, Anthony Affle, and Spencer Chandler, um, all of whom we kind of have known each other through different outlets over the years. Um, and we just, in the last couple of weeks, we've been playing in my backyard here in Powderhorn Park. 
um, just calling tunes and putting them together and trying to figure out who plays what. And all of us are learning klezmer music as well. So we're kind of learning about the art form through playing it together. But it's just like, oh, cool. Well, this is the tune we're playing, but nobody knows exactly what's going to happen <laughs> when we start. Besides probably that Pat's going to sound excellent and Spencer's going to do something really inventive at this moment and Rachel's going to sing harmony with me. But the, the specifics of each note, you know, and what's going to happen at what time is totally unplanned. Yeah, do you want to just do that again? I felt like that in time part felt really nice. Sarah, you are part of really formal and really informal folk music making. And then you have created Folk Will Save Us, which is a podcast presenting in-community musicians. The idea for Folk Will Save Us comes from your folk music learning trips where the context of the music figures prominently in understanding. We'll sample a bit of your Folk Will Save Us podcast featuring Rebecca Cristanto. She talks about the fact that so much of this music came out of protest. So in, in her particular case, her dad's side of the family comes from El Salvador. And she talks about um, how Nueva Cancion music in El Salvador was really music of protest and speaks to the experiences of the people and how the music has this salience. It has this impact on the world in being something that is born of the lives of the people. A song in, that I wrote in Spanish, but it speaks about that theological message of the meek shall inherit the earth. And it's also for indigenous immigrants who are displaced from their homeland. And it also speaks about um, the environment, plants and animals, and the forgotten of humanity to unite together in resistance. It's supposed to be a little hopeful. Resistencia, 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 resistencia. Que lo grite mi abuelo desde el mundo nublado. Que lo cante mi abuela de la finca de los information about the podcast Folk Will Save Us or for other information about Sarah Larson send an email to Sarah at sbd larson with two s's at gmail.com that's s as in sam b as in boy d as in dog larson l a r s s o n at gmail.com this program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking.